everyone. Welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today we are going to talk about a topic that I actually love talking about. It's about side hustles. I feel like as fitness pros, we are very dynamic as a rule. We like to deep dive into lots of different things. We have a variety of interests and we love to help people. That's kind of at our core. And so especially during the pandemic when everything changed in the fitness community and all throughout the world. I think we discovered that we need to find ways to pivot and build our platform. And so today I have a very special guest. His name is Josh Gonzalez. He is an NASM master instructor. He also is owner of the Push Code. And when I thought about covering side hustles, I was like, Josh is the guy because I feel like Josh is the ultimate side hustle guy. So I'm going to bring Josh in and have him introduce himself. How you doing, Josh? What's up, Angie? <laughs> side hustle, that's a, that's a heck of a term. <laughs> well, you know, you are, I feel like you are the king of side hustles and you invented side hustles before side hustles became the in vogue term. So Josh, I've had you on here before, and I know a lot of the fitness community knows you. They've seen you at Optima. They've seen you get around up. They've seen you at lots of different things. You probably have taught a lot of the certifications that a lot of them have taken. And just for those who didn't see you last time or who haven't met you at Optima, give us a, a brief version, because I know you've got a long, very, uh, very dynamic career. We'll talk more about that, but give us a brief version of how'd you get started in this fitness space? Okay. So, well, uh, I'll keep this short. So, uh, <laughs> to 97, 97 started in the fitness field. Um, after college, I, uh, got, a got a little part-time job working for a lady's personal training studio. From there, I kind of realized that I kind of wanted to go out on my own. From there, I approached a local country club and in that country club, I was able to get a deal where uh, I pretty much used one of their old card rooms and I uh, installed a um, like their first gym in that facility. From there, I just traded services. So I worked there, I staffed it, cleaned it, and I got free rent. Um, and there's a there's a saying as far as, you know, this is a side hustle um, uh, lecture here. So there's a saying, it was like, you go where the money is. So I, when I first started personal training, I'm thinking, okay, who has more of disposable income um, and it's got to be people that possibly work at a country club or members of the country club so i went there and he went very well for me from there uh, i grew that business for my uh maybe like an 800 square foot card room to like a 2000 square foot banquet hall where i had a full gym set up uh, and from there in 2008 i opened up my first uh, brick and mortar business um, I developed my first group training program there, which has been a very big plus. From there, I uh, changed my whole theory on how to work, uh, or I changed my public. So instead of just doing weight loss and fitness, I moved in into uh, a market where I thought was needed for my community. So uh, that's probably one of the biggest uh, things that I look at as far as side hustles. I, I look for what, uh, for things that our community may not have and how I can maybe fill that gap. Um, so my gap was uh, there was very little athletic trainers around. A lot of kids were that, that needed personal training in, as far as a respective sport. Uh, so I was able to uh, grow my business in that area. I became um, a very, you know, studied a lot in the, in the art of sport development and athletic training. 
Uh, and now I own another facility called Athletic Performance of Texas, where we primarily work with athletes, but we do engage in a, with a lot of adults of our, our, our personal training and our group format. Uh, so I will see roughly anywhere from 100 to 200 kids daily come into our gym that work out with us. Um, and then um, I started uh, my first franchise business. So um, I started the push code and the push code is my um, my latest endeavor that I started right before the pandemic and the pandemic did slow me down. I did have to take like 10 steps back, uh, but now we're regrouping and hopefully moving in the direction where I can start selling these gyms. Awesome. So, you know, it's, it's interesting because you started at a ladies gym and then, as you said, you know, you kind of, you decided, Hey, I'm going to go where I think there's going to be opportunity. So you rent this small space, which grows into a big space, which then I think kind of gives you not only the financial means to start your own facility, but it also kind of probably built your courage up that you had enough of an audience, you had enough of a community, enough of enough people who wanted your services that you could open your own gym. And then you transitioned into athletes which really I think is, is the driver of your passion is working with athletes. And now the push code gives you that opportunity to do more than that, but to also service, like you said, groups of people kind of bring in that group fitness aspect, that fun factor. So yeah, you got to remember is that uh, you got to figure out who you like to work with and what yeah. population you want to target. You know, initially I think all personal trainers have to go into the business as far as Hey, I'm here to, as far as make people stronger and weight loss. You know, that's our main category that we have to specialize in. But after that, you know, you get kind of pushed into a category of either working with weight loss, seniors, and then what else? You know, I, I really never enjoyed working with the senior population too much just because I move so fast and I'm hyper all the time. So I had to really kind of scale down my attitude. And um, working with athletes really gave me an enjoyable experience on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour basis. So I really enjoy that avenue. Um, and I still enjoy all these kids daily. Yeah, you do. Actually, you wrote a kid's book, didn't you? you I did. I did. So uh, several years ago, that, I guess that was one, a small side hustle that I wanted to kind of target was uh, I wrote a small kid's fitness book. Um, and I learned that process of, you know, the writing, how to get somebody to illustrate it. And then from there to publishing and, and all that. But yeah. um and that one still has several chapters that I haven't tackled yet, but I will eventually. I don't know exactly when I'm going to get to it, but uh, that one still has a has a lot of uh, possibilities. But it's you there. know what? And I actually I have to change that verbiage a little bit. You said a small book, but you know I don't think there is any such thing as a small book. I think even if we reach one person, you discovered that you love working with athletes, you love working with kids, you found that passion, you wrote a book about it. I think that's pretty cool. And it is a side hustle. It was a way of you taking what you love and giving it a new voice because it's, you know, now it's the voice of of a book and kids who are going to open up that book and and learn something about the sport or learn something about athleticism or fitness. So I bet you've got a lot more chapters to write there. So, you know, all of this going on, you've always got, you've got your athletic training facility. Then you started the push code. um, You wrote your book. I think what a lot of people think when it comes to side hustles is, yeah, that sounds amazing, but where do I find the time? Like I would love more fluid income. I would love to, you know, pay off loans or invest or whatever it is that people want that extra money for. Because everybody's got different goals. Some Mm -hmm. people are still wanting to pay off student loans. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, no, I want to invest because I want to get a big facility. Mm -hmm. So, but the big thing is I've got all these ideas, but how do I find the time? How did you carve out 
the time. Do you sleep? Um, I sleep some. I sleep <laughs> some. Uh, that's one thing that I probably don't do enough of, uh, but I'm okay with it. If I, if I can get six hours, I'm good. Um, as far as the time, listen, personal trainers and probably everybody, we have time. We have time to do this. It's all about making the time in your schedule and prioritizing that time to work on that project. Um, and you have to make a list. You just got to make a list. So in the mornings, I know I have to get here at a certain time to get the gym open and, and train my clients. But I know I'm going to have two or three hours there where I'm going to devote some time to something. Okay, so I leave 30 to 45 to an hour there to, to, for me to be able to work out. But then I've got two hours where I need to prioritize some time in order to tackle some new projects. And this is strictly the personality of the person. Now, yeah. I get, and I think I talked about this last time we, we did this talk, uh, we talked. When things are going great for me and things are just kind of in, in cruise mode, I get nervous. I, I don't like not doing things or have things planned. Um, but when I come up with an idea and I start working on the project and I develop my timeline, I get excited and I get ultra motivated to work on that project very quickly. Um, so the way I develop the time frame to find the work is I start to prioritize the steps that are needed to get it going and get it finished. Um, starting the idea is the best part of this for me. Once mm -hmm. you start that day and you get it going, uh, that initial concept is the most exciting time for me. After that is what we call work, right? We have to work, but the work is where you actually see the fruits of your labor. So on the push code, when I wrote, when I wrote this, this program, as far as like uh, something to compete with Orange Theory and Barry's Bootcamp and all these other programs, um, I knew kind of what I wanted to try to tackle as far as problems that I saw in those programs. Um, and I developed this program probably in less than a half a day. I knocked it all out. Um, now, the process of me still building the brand and getting it out there, it's still, it, it still work. We still have projects we have to finish to get it done. But the daily grind of getting it going and make sure that I'm on task to finish what I need to get done daily, that's something that I have to tackle every single day. And I make sure that I have time to get it done. And my list that I develop cannot be 20 items. It can only be two or three items that I will tackle daily. So that's the one thing that you have to do when you develop these tasks, make sure you get it done. If you have 20 things on a list, Trying to get done with one, two, or three may be extremely difficult. And then you look at the end of the day, you still have 17 more. You feel like you haven't done anything. That's not the way to do it. So you get so, one or two things on your list. You knock it out. You feel accomplished. And you tackle the next two the next day and on and on. And before you know it, at the end of the week, it's all done. So I'm going to, yeah, I want to jump in here. A couple of things that you said I thought were really, really good. So first of all, I'm talking to Josh Gonzalez. He's an NASM master instructor, and we are talking about fitness side hustles, which I think is a really powerful topic right now for all of us in the fitness space, because it is changing so dramatically. And I don't think the verdict is out <clears throat> on exactly where we're going in this new space after the pandemic. So one of the things, Josh, that, you know, I had asked you, what about time? And you said that, A, we have time, which I agree. I think that time is about time management. We all have the same amount of hours in a day. It comes down to values and how we want to spend our time. But the other thing that I heard you say was you found out that part of the process that you get the most excited about. 
and you and I are a lot alike on this, we get the most excited about the invention process, the conceptualization, and sitting down and starting to think about what it might look like. When you start to get into the center of it, you know, the the real where you're walking through mud and it's step by step, that might be the part that you don't enjoy as much. But I think what I want to say to all the fit pros out there is I think you do have to discover what you enjoy the most. Some of you are not the idea people, but you're the people who want to take the idea and walk the idea home. And then some of you are the idea people. And mm-hmm. so I think that you have to figure out which side you are. Are you the idea person who loves to just start new things, but you don't want to get into the mud and take them home? And I think it's okay. But mm-hmm. like you said, if you don't, you can either do one of two things, I think. You can hire a person to help you. So if you're in the mud and that's not the part you enjoy, you can hire a team to help you. Or like you said, you kind of have to figure out how you function. You have to take two to three things each day. And work right. on those because somebody said to me recently so much of imposter syndrome and so much of feeling where people start to feel like they're not being successful has to do with the fact that they visualize the end and because they're not at the end they get frustrated and feel like an imposter or they get frustrated and they want to give it up but her idea was exactly what you're saying what if you only have to do a couple of things every day and that's what determines your success yeah, so. that, that's 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 so critical because, you know, at the start of any project or any day, you want to get so much accomplished. But if your list is so grand that you can't even get through the first quarter of it, you're going to feel let down and then you're not going to feel like you've accomplished nothing. You're going to go home feeling like, you know what, I still have to do so much work. And I'm not the person that takes work home. I never have. I said that to myself a long time ago. I'm not going to do any work at home. So when I'm done at five, six, seven o'clock, I'm done. I'm not going to do anything else when I get home. I start my next day. I have a few things on my list. I get it done. Then I can actually work on my other things, like my other parts of my business, not just work on one thing. Yeah, I think that's that's pivotal. I think you're right. And I think it does boil down to that because I don't know about you, but I still get paralyzed by my list being too long. I still fall into those traps of feeling like I didn't accomplish, quote, anything when really it's because I... I kind of overexpected of what I could do in, in a 24 hour period of time. Right. So I think you really have to break that down or you have to hire a good team of people who can kind of get you where you stick and then help you pull it, pull it out of the mud and kind of take it to the next step. Yeah. And, so, and, that, and I did that exact thing uh, come pandemic, right? So after the pandemic, uh, we had to kind of, and you said you had, we had to pivot and, and re- figure out how fitness will work with everything being closed down or people not coming into the gym. Uh, So I hired someone that specializes in online training because I'm an old guy, right? Almost 50 now. And uh, I had to figure out how to, I'm almost 50, (laughs) crazy, right? Uh, We look good, right, Angie? We look good. Um, But I had to figure out how I can market myself just like these young people on social media because they love social media, right? They like to have their, their information online. Mm-hmm. And so I hired a guy I, and he showed me a system and I followed it step by step. And it was a brand new process that I had to learn. And by the end of the program, he said, Josh, if you do this to the T, you can make $20,000 extra a month. And I said, okay, let's try. And if it didn't work, Angie, it worked like a T. Um, and that was an extra side hustle that helped me get through the, uh, the, the 
the downward movement of gems during that pandemic. Um, and it's something I had to learn. I had to pivot and I had to study from someone who already knew how to sell online. Uh, and that was a new market that I'd never really targeted before because everything for me was in person and they knew by word of mouth and they were just constantly bringing me people. Uh, but I did have to pivot. Yeah, absolutely. And you were willing to hire somebody and you were willing to say, this is not something I'm good at. And, and I'm with you. I mean, social media is like my, my ax to grind. It makes me anxious. Mm -hmm. I try to get on it. I try to put my business on there, but never will I be as good as people who absolutely love being in that space. Yeah. So I think you have to figure out where you need help and you have to figure out where you are, where you have your, you know, where your limits are. So I know Josh, um, recently, so, you know, you, we've kind of talked about this whole time thing. So again, I'm talking to Josh Gonzalez. He is a, he is an NASM master instructor. He's also owner of the push code and he owns a training facility in Texas. Josh, I feel like invented side hustles before they became <laughs> a thing. And so we are talking about as fit pros, what do we do? What kind of side hustles can we do? And Josh, I know you and I, some of our side hustles are similar. We both are master instructors for NASM. We both like to educate, speak at conferences. I do a lot of writing. Um, you do writing. Some of those similarities are similar. I know recently also you were traveling. I think that you traveled with um, somebody, one of the Hollywood elites, and you were able to kind of pivot and go that direction too. So right. I would consider that a side hustle. That's not something you're probably going to do every day. Right? right. So what was that all about? It was good. So I, I did have to, I was able to, uh, to train a, a gentleman for a movie is coming up that's be coming out next year. Uh, and it was a side hustle. Now, the reason I could do that though, was my ability to have in place a facility, a group of people that could actually take my workload. Um, mm -hmm. That way I can get out, right? So this is the one thing that most trainers need to understand that if you're a one-on-one -on -one trainer and that is your work, you got to have to be in the gym to make money. You're going to have, you're going to have to have some type of high side hustle in order for you to not have a drop in income when you decide to take a vacation or if you get sick or if you just want a little bit, a little bit of a break, you've got to have some kind of income coming in. So you guys that are new trainers out there, if you are doing personal training and that's all you have, you're going to get to the point where you're either going to have, you're going to top out in the amount of money that you make because you can only work so many hours a day mm -hmm. or you're going to have a drop in income when you decide to take off. So you got to have something built in that's going to be able to bring in money while you take off. So mm -hmm. that's kind of like the, the whole, uh, principle of a corporation, right? You got to have, if, if I leave, if I decided want, that I want to take a week off, I can have my other trainers take my load. Income is still coming in. I'm still getting paid, uh, but I don't have to be there. I don't have to be there. Um, so side hustle one is you got to figure out how you can make money or add money into your account even when you're not working. Okay? Yeah. That, that's your first hurdle to overcome. And how do you do that when, when you, when you are doing uh, personal training in a corporate setting, right? And that, and that's where online training comes in, right? You can do your whole online media work where you're trying to sell programs or, or some type of online training. That's a lot of work, but it's good work to do if you are a one-on-one -on -one trainer, right? Yeah. And I'm going to add to that. I think that also means that 
Because yes, you can online train when you're on vacation. But for me personally, I want to have my content already pre-filmed, pre-recorded. I don't want to take work with me on vacation. So that's where I think having that content online and having it available just to your clients is really important. So that, like you said, you still have income coming in, but you are not strapped to a chair or a facility because we all need time away. Otherwise, like you said, you tap out. You tap out, you get tired of working with people. There's only so much of you to go around. So, yeah. And 100%. that's going to happen to all of us. And in and, and that hurdle or the monotony of people, I'm just going to say the monotony of people, you know, we got into the business because we love fitness. <laughs> we enjoy people. We enjoy teaching. But let me tell you what, <laughs> when you do this for about 20 years, all three of those are going to change. Mm-hmm. You may not enjoy fitness near as much, right? Sometimes I don't. I mean, I enjoy people a lot. I mean, I just like, hey, man, I really don't want to talk to you that much today. But we've got to figure out always how to pivot and bring different types of income stream that you are good at. Now, there are several businesses that I've gotten into that are not fitness related. Mm -hmm. And I had to pivot and relearn that. And I'll tell you what, I enjoy that so much. I uh, enjoy that so much. And in one of our our, 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 our colleagues, you know, Mark Spreiser, he did that exact same thing, um, which is the complete opposite side of fitness. And I think he's doing a great job and having uh, a lot of enjoyment in this new venture he's going into. Um, but you have to pivot. You always got to try to figure out what can I do extra? So some good points or good things that you can always add into your side hustle if you're a new trainer, if you're just doing one-on-one trainer. One, I think one of my very first side hustles was just selling supplements. Okay, mm. selling supplements. I mean, I, I, I got in with the with the company and I bought supplements. I put them in my gym. I said, "Hey, you can buy this right here. It's just this. It's cost this much." I didn't make a lot of money at extra, right? I didn't make like maybe a dollar or two dollars off of every product, but still, over the end of the month, it added up to some. You can do it online now, but you do have an online website, uh, other side hustles that you can possibly get into. Uh, I did do merchandising, you know, that you have to have it on, on site and people like to wear your logos and all your apparel. That's an extra mm-hmm. side hustle. Uh, I know a lot of these Instagram models and fitness models, that's one of their biggest side hustles, right? Um, they'll brand and brand and brand. All of a sudden they have new, their own line of clothing. People start right. to rep because they want to support that person. Uh, so that's an extra side hustle you can get into as well. Um, it doesn't always necessarily have to be fitness. The online market is yep. there and you can make a lot of money online. You just got to learn how to do it. And this is where it is crucial to fi- figure out who can help you develop your brand and teach you exactly the right way, because there's a lot of right ways. And tell you what, there's a lot of wrong ways. And you mm-hmm. don't want to go the long the wrong way because you're going to waste time. You're going to waste money. You're going to get frustrated and you're going to fail. Uh, so you want to be able to make sure you get the right information out that way you start on the right foot. Um, so it's the possibility is out there just depending on how much you want to get into. And I think you're right. I think it doesn't even have to be fitness related, but you mentioned a couple of them. I think clothing lines are huge right now. Oh my gosh, they're everywhere. Um, 
it reminds me of the old Tupperware days. But anyway, yeah. uh, the, the clothing lines are huge. Supplements are big. But like you mentioned, it may not even be anything fitness related. It could just be that you want to step completely outside of fitness. I like to finish down furniture. I have a designer, local designer, who is like, you should start doing this for other people. It really just depends on what what kind of what side of you do you want to draw from mm -hmm. do you sense yourself getting burnt out on working with people do you sense yourself running out of new stuff and and you just need to to discover a different side of your brain and how you how you navigate and what makes you happy and also i think it's key to figure out is your side hustle money like my mom used to call it mad money just extra money that sits around or is your side hustle money actually necessary. Like you have to pay off loans or you need to start investing because you haven't started building any money toward retirement. So mm -hmm. that's also going to dictate because how much do you want your side hustle to make? Is it a side hustle that you're going to scale? I mean, you're building businesses that you're going to scale. So you're not just building a business to build a business. You're wanting to build a business to keep it moving, keep it growing. And so that's not going to be everyone's goal. Maybe they don't want to scale. Maybe they just want a little bit of mad money. Right, right. They, they need to scale. <laughs> we just go, you know, we can't, we've got to think big, don't think small. Uh, but yeah, you always got to pivot. Um, and you've got to pivot. Like I'm in, I'm in the transition pivoting mode now. So I've got like, I have four side hustles that are coming up right now. They're, they're in the mix. I've got certain patents going on, but the side hustles are going to allow me to pivot to a certain point where I can do outside work in fitness, but I don't have to necessarily be in the gym. It'll be more at a, a sales and traveling and, and, and being able to promote different type of fitness businesses in a different way. Um, so it'll still keep me in the gym, but it may take me out of the floor of the gym. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I'll tell you one of the craziest side hustles that I have going on right now. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I enjoy going out to eat. Uh, and about five, <laughs> six years ago, I, I brought in this chef and I said, hey, my town doesn't have a chef. I want to do a pop-up restaurant. So I started researching pop-up restaurants, right? Mm -hmm. Brought in this chef, flew him in, paid him amount of money. I promoted it, sold 60-something chairs at a, at a, at a you know, X amount of money for a seven-course meal, paid, it, paid him an X amount of money. I pocketed a good bit of change from it. Um, mm -hmm. So now this pop-up restaurant thing is a side hustle that I am do fairly often now. And it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, I think so, Josh, again, I just want to, you know, introduce you. I'm speaking to Josh Gonzalez. He's an NASM master instructor. He is the king of side hustles. And I think, you know, there's been a, a few really key takeaways here. And that is just discover what it is that you love the most. Uh, allow yourself some time and some, some opportunity to grow outside of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Decide how much income you actually want to bring in. Decide if you want to scale it. Um, know where your sticking points are and get a team to help you if you need to and uh, and and you know have the courage and like like we talked about if you don't have the courage then hire a team who can kind of give you the step-by-step -step process so that you don't feel like you're alone because at the end of the day a lot of this business we are alone and so and, and we have to remember that we only know what we know and we don't know what we don't know and so um, you and I already said the whole marketing piece on social media it's not our thing so we had to hire somebody so um, any last thoughts, Josh, before we go, anything you want to share with any fit pros out there about these side hustles or any yeah, last uh, kind of final? Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a big one. You got to think right. long term. You have to link you have to think long term. Don't think now, 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 uh, because now, now, now 
will never let you build something that you can do two things with one make enough money where it's an actual business or two it's a business that you can eventually sell all right so that, that's the big part because at the end of this um like any business you set it up you build it eventually somebody needs to buy it and sell it right you buy it then you walk away with a good lump of some uh, money so if you guys are really interested in the fitness field and you are good at what you do you got to remember you got to be good at what you do and you're young go ahead and head and invest the money and purchase something that you can start to build and build and build and over the next 20 years you have ownership in property or a brand that you can eventually sell and then you're done that makes sense hmm. yeah so i mean i think it's just about being able to take a chance on you and uh i feel like i just sang part of an abba song but uh you know i think you have to be willing to take a chance on you and, and you have to have the courage that it's it's going to be worth it in the end yeah. so um it, josh it work, it's okay exactly you go, you, it yeah. doesn't matter you fail you fail go on to the next one try again yeah right yeah again we only know what we know and a lot of times it's in those times where we fall flat yeah. on our face that we learn the most so uh, Josh, I appreciate you. appreciate you coming you. on, talking to us about all your fitness endeavors and sharing some insights on fitness side hustles, because to all of us fit pros out there, I think that we need to get our hustle going and uh, keep ourselves dynamic and as relevant as we can be in a space that continues to grow. So to our NASM and APA community, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.